It is a Thursday edition. Good to have you on board today. The Jack Michael Show. Brad Anderson, we are in our studios at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo, North Dakota. And these studios presented to you by Gunderson's Jewelers. OMG. Oh, my Gunderson's. You can make it easy to say I do. With a custom design wedding ring, Gunderson's Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's.com. I, I snuck that cut in the uh, montage with Maggie. Uh, former Cheyenne standout, Pops was a great ball player, as you know, at, at NDSU. Because when do you know that seasons are, are changing, Brad? When you start having media day for basketball. Basketball or, media or day. Basketball yep. media day. I know North Dakota State, you know, the women open up uh, uh, coming up uh, in, in Montana on November 7th. Uh, Dave Richmond's club, meanwhile, the Bison men have an exhibition game next Wednesday against Crookston. Then they open up their season against 10th-ranked Arkansas. Arkansas, Kansas? November 7th. And then uh, for the University of North Dakota, uh, the ladies uh, have a game uh, next Wednesday against Northern State in exhibition play. And then they'll open up when they start counting November 7th against Detroit Mercy. And for the men, Paul Sather's group, they, uh, they've got a game against Waldorf on Halloween night exhibition game, so Monday. And then they hit the road to take on Incarnate Word in San Antonio, like, on November 7th. I mean, it, it literally, Brad, is right around the corner. And that's just the, the you know, the UND and NDSU, obviously, with the Cobbers and Dragons and for science, I'm sure they're uh, batting up. It, it is a sign that here they – but once summer ends and fall hits, Brad, how fast does it go? I mean, it just flies in the sports, yeah, doesn't the it? Fall season, uh, football, volleyball really goes fast. It's um, crazy. You know, how that sometimes is. you look at the winter and it seems like it kind of goes on and on and on. Um, and having sports like this will help kind of ease the yeah. e- ease the burden a little bit of that. But and uh, we yeah. haven't started the World Series yet. No, twenty four <laughs> hour, a little over twenty four hours from now. It's tomorrow night. Uh, if I said, boy, I sure hope his chicklets are okay. Uh, don't mind me. I was just putting up trivia tomorrow on our brother station. I can answer that one for you. You know what that is, isn't it? Yeah. I was putting up, uh, Joel just took off to uh, Vegas, so he's flying out to Vegas here coming up. And, uh, and uh, T. Dunn and I are going to knock out some uh, some hockey slang tomorrow morning. Check out your teeth, right? Correct. Yeah. What if I said, uh, uh, that dude's a real hoser. Like apparently that is a, that's Bob a, and, uh, be some like Canadian a loser. reference. Yeah, yeah. It, apparently Bob this and is, Doug McKenzie. This has been around. Take off, eh? <laughs> it's it's another term for loser derived from when the losing team would hose down the ice before the invention of the Zamboni. So the losing team had to hose down the ice. So there, I, did you even know that that's where that term came from? I just thought from? it was strange brew. Right. I mean, it was just right, Bob right. and Doug McKenzie. I just, that's yeah. what I, one guy wearing a toque, you know, yeah. a hat. Yes. And, a real hoser. Oh, here, eh? Anyway, so I, I was putting, that's what I was doing before the show today. I'm putting down hockey's lane. Nice flamingo. Anyway, uh, busy show today. <laughs> When you lift your leg and let the yep. puck go down. There you go. I guess that, that one I had to be reminded of. We've yes. got a busy one today. We have stacked a lot in a very short time to do so. Good to have you on board. You heard some of the highlights from the Wolves. As efficient as I've seen the Wolves in, in a long time. Boy, were they on their score game. 130. Oof. Oh, That's, man. You better win. Their points for possession, their, 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 the shots, the looks, the, the decisions, the assists, the spreading of the ball, the wealth. Ant went off for, for a nice game last night, like 30-9 and nine or whatever he had. But it was really fun to see the Wolves uh, bounce back. Uh, Katrina Hansen, a moment. We're going to – we rarely – you know, normally we wouldn't do this when a, when, a, when a student athlete is smack dab in the middle of a state tournament. But we are today, and we'll, we'll chat with her in a second. Guardsy joining us coming up uh, today. 
Garzi earlier today was rewatching the '91 World Series. Thirty-one years ago. How about it? There you go. I know where I was. Yeah, that was just. Uh, how about that? Wow, man alive! So Garzi joining Nick Oliver, head coach of the Fargo Force, and we we try to get uh, Nick on as, as as much as we can, at least once a week, yep. Brad. But you know they they've got action. They haven't been in action since they Last beat Tri City. Yep. So and uh, that's that's something that uh, I've talked with Nick about earlier. Is you know it was a nice break, and uh, he said it was. The way our the way the schedule laid out, they had the the road trip to Pittsburgh. They started at Green Bay, mm-hmm. another road trip. He says this this really worked out well. We got the we got the guys away from hockey for a few days, and uh, and uh, now we'll gear up and kind of get back into that Friday Saturday routine here, probably through probably honestly through Christmas. Yeah, love it, Nick Oliver. Uh, we'll hear from him today, and then uh, if time permits, and it should, uh, we'll hear from our, our Bison Bite segment uh, that we have yep. on a weekly basis, and maybe get a chance to hear from Michael Tutsi today. On uh, buys a bite, so Brad, that is a that's a that's a that's a full show amongst everything else we're we're doing today. Let me try this one. Uh, he stacked his pads well on that shot. Is that a goalie thing? That's exactly right. Okay, that's you are Mr. Hockey, baby. That was a trick question. Goalie lays moment. down in the pads. Yep. So yeah, you got it. Yep. Yeah, see, you can't get. I can't get that biscuit past the basket. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, that's another one too. That's another one too. Yeah, I said it's rare that we would because we want these student athletes obviously to concentrate on their state tournament. But on behalf of uh, Ryan in our newsroom, who's friends with the Hansons, uh, Katrina Hanson is 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 doing something. And I love when we, Brad and I get a chance to highlight uh, the local uh, athletes. And Katrina is is the first since 1997, Moorhead Spud, uh, to advance and play in a state tournament in tennis. And Katrina, I know, played this morning, and, and she's got another match coming up today at the state tournament. And it uh, fell this morning, but but we've got an opportunity here from Katrina in between her matches. And Katrina joins us now from, from Minneapolis. And, and uh, Katrina, that obviously a lot of work put in, got to feel pretty good, kind of, you know, the first spud since 97. Uh, what a feeling, huh, Katrina? Um, I think the biggest thing for me was just keeping, like, a level head, um, not being patient and being thankful just for everything that has happened so far. And just playing with confidence and knowing that no matter what, it'll be okay. And nobody hands this to you know. There, there's so much work that's involved in you and your senior season. You know, it is. It, it and you can tell us, you know, what it took and and the and the, the dedication it takes, uh, Katrina, in that particular sport. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I play year round, um, off season and stuff, and it's it's definitely. I would say it's intense, but um, it's a ton of fun. You meet a lot of people that you enjoy playing with, and yeah. Get us up to speed. I know you you faced the four seed, which uh, you know that that's that's never going to be easy. You faced a four seed this morning and, and fell to that Ava Nelson, I believe her name was six one six love. Uh, and now now you bounce back. What's on the docket now uh, for you today, K- uh, Katrina? Um, I play it again, and it'll. It'll be very good. It'll still be very close. I'll have to play very well again. I I think I just got to get a good warm-up in, um, take advantage of my serve, and make points the way I know I can. What kind of road in the uh, sectionals, uh, you know, what was that like just to get to state? Um, that, I, there was a lot of nerves with that. Last year I lost in a three-second match. So I was in the final, and then I lost and got third place. So... There was definitely a lot of nerves coming into this because I didn't want that to happen again. 
So I got to the championship again. And um, I, I did lose, but there was no three-second match this year. But to get to the section final, that was that was a lot of just trying to play your best and stuff. So. And we mentioned at the start, kind of carrying the torch for the spuds. It's It's been a few years, Katrina. Did any of that, you know, there's got to be a feeling of pride there too, correct? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's awesome. What What's the best part of the game? If Brad and I... And we would lose to you pretty quickly. But if we uh, went up against you, you know, what's the strength of your game, uh, Katrina? For those of uh, you know that haven't seen you play, what would you consider uh, your strength? Um, I think I'm very good at moving people, and I also like to run myself. So I think I can get to things that um, a lot of people usually couldn't get to. But um, making points and then coming to the net, probably. It's awesome, man, and uh, it, it's interesting. And having daughters that played it, I mm-hmm. tell you, it's tough to spectate because you can't go, Atta go, Katrina, Barry, what are you? can't do that as a fan. So yeah. you're, you're right, Katrina, there's an etiquette to spectating other. Mm-hmm. But what's the scene? For those of us that don't know or haven't been uh, maybe to a, to a state uh, individual, what's the scene like uh, at a state tournament individually? Um, well, it's in U of M, so it's a very, it's a very busy place. And I would say the state tournament is actually, I, I've never been here before, but I would say it's a lot more rowdy than I thought it would be. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, watching everyone is super fun. And as a fan, I would say the etiquette for a fan would be um, not clapping when, let's say, like your opponent would make a mistake. Yeah, sure. There's but, your um, etiquette right there. Yeah, okay. yeah. A little yeah, golf yeah. clap, like, had a girl career here. Yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> think, I, I got you. And, of course, Katrina said she hasn't been, and no one has it since 97 for more. It's a, hey, we are pulling yeah. for you. Have some fun today. Uh, drop it, ding it, dunk it, get it inside that line, put your opponent on the run, <laughs> move east to west, north. And if you can, just for the fan standpoint, could you go back at a ball and, and hit it between your legs? I've seen that happen before. <laughs> you can probably do that too, couldn't you, Katrina? I I would that would be tough, but maybe yeah, maybe I could pull off between us. <laughs> She's like Jack. I just want to win some points here. I don't want to. be not like the Harlem Globetrotters yeah. of tennis here. For goodness' sake, <laughs> Katrina. Thanks for taking time out between uh, matches. We certainly appreciate that. And uh, sincerely, best of luck. Uh, okay, and congratulations for all you've accomplished. Yeah, thank you so much. Katrina Hansen, uh, right there. Is her next match is against a uh, young lady from um, uh today, who's twenty and five. So hopefully she can uh, she can get past uh, that girl and then uh, try to try to uh, make some inroads into that Concy bracket. So Katrina Hansen, thank you for joining us today. Uh, it, it's a sport, uh, Brad. That uh, you know what I mean. Too. Was it was it Andre Agassi? Garzi would know all this. Who was it? Lendl. Who was the one that that could like precision? Go back in a ball and, and sling it between the legs. It was back. Agassi. Maybe Pete Sampras was like was that. Good too. at that. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like Agassi was. He was a little more flamboyant as uh, he was in, a his, flamboyant. In, in his game, <laughs> especially yeah, at a young in his uh, younger mean, days. You think before JG joins us, you think JG ever pulled one of those? What would you say? Yesterday, you think he had one of those? Well, in I a, think in a he match? probably had to pull one out once. He's in an a all while. stater. Yes. I mean, that's had a, a prominent tennis. Uh, powerhouse in Edina. Right. You know, collegiate tennis player. That's what I think with Katrina, because I thought, well, who do these spuds normally play? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, and I, we went and looked, and there was a few metro, kind of outskirt metro schools, the Monticello's and St. Michael Albertville's and Orono and Becker and some of those, but they're playing 
A little bit of travel. A lot of bit around. Yeah, because I thought, geez, there's got to be a lot of travel. But they're playing, you know, Detroit Lakes and Fergus and huh? Staples Motley and East Grand Forks and trip to Bemidji and Crookston. And so there's there's more tennis programs than I thought there was in this side of the state. And Minnesota is such a vast state. You know, so when you talk about individually making it to where Katrina did to get there and, 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 and trying to make some waves in there, and it's been a while since someone has in that program. So that's kind of why it was nice to get Katrina on. And, and such a soft-spoken girl, you can just tell that just a mature athlete who's enjoying her time and all that. So good stuff right there. Thank you, Ryan, in our newsroom for, for kind yes, of connecting Ryan that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was Getting awesome. us connected with her. It was, it was uh, very nice. Before we uh, bring Garzi on today, I was reading a story, as I mentioned, the World Series, and the, um, where did I read this? According to Delaware News Journal, tickets to the Philadelphia Phillies home games, and, and in case you didn't notice, uh, the excitement is high uh, on the Phillies. Tickets to the Phillies home games in the World Series with Houston have reached an average cost of, what do you think, Brad? An average Average cost. cost. We're not talking the nosebleeds. Yeah. Twenty five hundred bucks. Good guess. Thirty two hundred dollars. Oh, can you thirty two hundred dollars? That's this not quite Super Bowl numbers, but second boy. highest total in the history of baseball. Wow! My goodness gracious! I, mean, the, I I went to. I think I've been to three or four Twins play. They've never won any of them. No, but I think I've been to four, maybe five Twins playoff games, and I don't think probably the total cost right. even got to half of that. I uh, and I'll throw this out for a text club. We usually have a question for you, and and and, and you can text in at three five two seven zero. And you know, you know, you don't. We won't read your name or anything, and embarrass you or, or raise you up, whichever way you want. But what's the highest dollar figure you paid for? You know, a disposable income, an entertainment show, a game, a concert. What's the highest dollar figure you can remember that you paid for? An event like and, one game, and how far would you go? How high would you go? I think that's a that's a great add-on. That, that to could that. be a follow-up. That is a good follow-up. Drop some dollars for Springsteen. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a gift, though. I guess I didn't drop it. <laughs> Someone <laughs> did. It was, it was, it was <laughs> mom dropped it. But it was a good. It was a great thought. It was pretty good. Absolutely seats. sure. But I mean, it was one of those like you probably wouldn't do it, maybe. But maybe I would have. Um, but anyway, I'll throw that out and, 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 you know, be honest, impress us, I guess, you know, that kind of, I just, I just I Googled uh, the Underwood concert, Carrie Underwood's in Grand Forks tonight. Tonight, yeah. yeah. Not too shabby, by the way, the tickets on that. Like, How much? I, I looked at a VIP, okay. um, off the stage, mm-hmm. it's like 145 is what I saw on one you of could them. do that. I was like, I'd be the only guy down to, if I went alone, I'd be the guy going, <laughs> sing the theme to Thursday night football. <laughs> You waited all week for Sunday night, didn't you? Sunday night football. Sing that theme, Kerry. <laughs> who's the moron in the VIP section yeah, alone? Who's that guy? How'd he uh, get in here? <laughs> but I'll let that swim. Three five two seven oh, the highest you've paid. Uh in case you want to share for for an event and then how far you went. Because you're right. My first concert was Brian Adams and Corey Hart. Drove to Bismarck from Motorsport. Oh, the Civic Center. Yeah, that was huge. It was big. Uh, Guardsy coming up next. Nick Oliver around the corner. Some buys and bites. It's a full Thursday on 740 The Fan. He's the number two sideline analyst in Minnesota. Came in, you said, if you ain't first, you're last. Ricky, I was high when I said that. But that doesn't make any sense at all. 
first, you're last. You, you can be second. He's in the Cake Eater Hall of Fame. Cake Eater. His life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater. Nadal and Federer wish they were this good looking. I got to tell you, that suit looked like a piece of good God wrapped up with some hot mercy with a side of mm. He's the one and only Justin Gar. We have so much for JG today in a very short time to do it because his guards, he's a busy guy. If he's not hosting shows, he's co-hosting shows, he's getting stuff ready, he's watching highlights and re-watching 91 World Series, for goodness sakes. One other thing, because we had a young lady from Moorhead that is that joined us from the state tennis tournament, Garzi, uh, moments ago, Katrina Hansen, dropped her first uh, match there, and now she's what I like to call in the wrestlebacks in the consolation bracket. And then and I'd asked her, I said, you know, she ever could she could she hit one of those between her legs, you know, when you're going back? And I thought, I bet you JG pulled that off at some time. So what do you, <laughs> did, did you ever do one of those uh, between your leg uh, hits back, Garzi? You did that when the right girl was watching at the match. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You <laughs> impressed. One of those when maybe yeah, the, the older girls you know showed up for the match someday, and yeah, they they hadn't been spending too much time. They were there to watch your friends playing like three or four singles, but yeah, do that. You got to go through court one. Yeah, you know, that's where I was. So you got to you got to pull that out if you need to. It's not that you no. could. Yeah, I, I I spent way too much time practicing that shot. In all seriousness, it's so much fun. It, it is. It's so. It's not that you couldn't do it during a match. It's not. It, it, it's. It, what is it? The equivalent of like doing the 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 dribble with the one hand between the legs with just one hand and then continue. I don't know what the equivalent is there. So it's not that you couldn't do it. You, you probably just wouldn't uh, maybe pull it out uh, during a state tournament. Yeah. Now, in in all fairness, there there are times. Because it's seen as a very like showoffy, you know, hot doggy type of move. Yeah. Um, as my as as my dad would say, we don't need to be doing all of that stuff. You know, that's what he would say. Right. Um, there are times though when it is your only option because there's no way that you can get your body turned or or, or torque sure. to do it. Now it it looks amazing. That doesn't happen very often. There's absolutely times like when you um you dive for the catch or the you know the baseball catch or the football catch. You didn't need to dive for it. You know, there's times where you set it up where you could have done something different, but you chose to be a show off. Yeah. So you yeah, spent so a lot of time practicing. So you didn't Jake cave it then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tie it a ball seven feet in front <laughs> of you, and you probably didn't need to. <laughs> you probably just could have pulled up on it. Uh, uh, by the way, I, I mentioned JG's been busy this afternoon. The, tw- the Twins won the 91 series again, didn't they? I mean, nothing changed on the replay. Yes. Yeah. And it was funny to, to feel the pressure of it. I don't think I, I texted you, you know, when you asked me about the show, I'm like, this shows you how busy I am today. I've been folding laundry and watching game seven of the 91 world series. It's a good day. Kind of a light day around here. <laughs> it, it's, it's a good, it's a light day this week, no travel or anything this week. So yeah, I, I don't think I'd ever really watched like a substantial stretch of it. I was nine when it happened. Right. I, I so I remember my emotions and I remember that my parents were at the game and I was texting with the babysitter that was with uh, my sisters and me that night. We were, we're still close with her. Uh, so I was, we were all, I was texting them videos of that and we were just laughing about it. But yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that actually happened to a Minnesota team. Like we actually won, like the season <laughs> was over and they were handing us the trophy. It's hard to believe, um, but it's possible. It's possible. Most people might not be alive for it um, or were alive for it that are into sports now, but man, crazy. Crazy! You forget all the little things in that game seven. You really oh, do a bunch. Just in, in thirty-one years like that. Yep. I mean, th- three yep. decades plus. I remember well the, the eighth inning. Everybody remembers the That's Morris it. getting out of that, 
Twins had first and third, I think, one out. Herbeck lines into a double play. They had a chance. They had bases loaded. Yep. They walked, Herbeck they was walked bases loaded. The yeah, they walked Kirby. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had a chance in and the ninth, he was too. He 15. Yep. Yes, he was. Right. right. Yes, he was. Right. Um, he had a chance in the ninth, and the thing I always remember is you had basically the last two guys on the bench. Jarvis Brown was at third, and Paul Sorrento was That's at the plate right. in the ninth <laughs> inning of the World Series. Right, right where you yeah. want it. I yep. didn't realize that. Yep. I remember I that. I about Paul Sorrento, and I never knew that Paul Sorrento, I knew I knew who he was, and I knew you know he was kind of up and down with the Twins, and then I got to think, like, because he wasn't really heard from much after that. Like, I'm sure he had a, a much better career than I'm remembering. But, like, and he was going for it, too, now. Is it bad? He struck out swinging. He was trying to hit it basically sure. in the Mississippi River a couple of times. <laughs> um, but uh, imagine how different his life would be if he just, you know, if he just did what Gene Larkin did, just kind of bled one out there. <laughs> right, the right. With Jarvis right. Brown on third. I mean, he'd probably be doing an autograph session, you know, at the Earl Brown Community Center in Brooklyn Center where all these guys do that. You know, <laughs> right. They come through every year. Right right now, uh, we'd be talking about, we'd be having Paul Sorrento on Bumper to Bumper. Right. It's incredible how his life would be different. It is it is a uh, online with uh, on guard with JG today. Brad, we were just chatting because I had mentioned to Brad today that, uh, that the average price uh, for a World Series ticket at, at, in, in Philadelphia uh, according to the Delaware News Journal, and I know you subscribe, Garzi, but the average uh, price of a World Series tilt is is thirty two hundred dollars. And I thought, you know, it's the second highest total in the history of baseball. And and I threw the question out for our text club today. You know, and, and we won't name names if we don't have to, but they, you don't want us to. But what what's the highest uh, dollar figure you you spent for an event? You know, whether it be a game or or a concert. And and I, I'm just trying to, and I'm I'm curious what yours are not. You're probably media credit up for every concert that comes between First Avenue and any stadium in <laughs> Minneapolis. But do you remember even dropping or or one that maybe you would? I, I turned to Brad. I said, Brad, could you consciously just think about like dropping a thousand dollars and what would that be for? You know, and I I don't, I tell you, Garzy. Yeah, I. I mean, the most I've ever spent is maybe a couple hundred. I'm just I'm trying to think of because you're right um, for, for stuff down here. Like my favorite story is my Super Bowl credential down here back in 2018, where I didn't have a seat, but I could get into the building, so I stood up by one of the jumbotrons, and I ended up just befriending two like you know 25 year old guys that worked for the like the Fed. They worked for the Minneapolis Fed. They were in town, okay, and they had both paid like they had both paid over three thousand dollars for like a single ticket somewhere. For the Super Bowl because they were they just happened to be in town and they're young and dumb and had money so and they were just befuddled that <laughs> right. we were standing in the same place. Mine was free and they paid over three thousand dollars for it. Wow! And then they bought then they bought me beers. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'll buy you Bud Light if you want. And they're like, No, no, you're a legend. This is unbelievable. So that was funny. <laughs> um, but in my own but what happens is yeah, I can go to games, but I like bringing my wife and I like bringing my son to or my dad to like the bigger games. Sure. Or more important games, playoff games like wild games, wolves games, or whatever. So that's where it gets expensive. That's what I was explaining to my son last May for the Timberwolves, because he's like, "Well, we got in for free." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." no. <laughs> yeah, Daddy does if he doesn't bring your ass here. Daddy, does. <laughs> right? I'm good, <laughs> but you wanted to come, so I had to buy not just a ticket for you. I had to buy tickets for both of us, bud. So, yeah, it costs money, but. I- I'd say a couple hundred. It, it just depends. Like a Viking Super Bowl ticket, would I pay five thousand dollars? I don't know if I would or not. I guess because uh, oh again, then you got to buy two. 
Well, we got yeah. three. And your like, family's growing yeah, like by the minute. So, I mean, you, you got to buy five. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, I'll be using Yeah, if they ever make the Super Bowl, they're out, unless they want to do a lemonade stand or call Uncle Jack <laughs> Fargo for some, you know, some allowance money. That's right. I'll get him a smoothie and then we'll talk. But, you know, <laughs> the, the lowest, I guess, is uh, nine, 900 a game for game three. Uh, but nine hundred is just is just off the charts. That's a ton of money. Nine hundred, yeah, you're going to be. God knows we're going to be sitting. Yeah, that's. A, I get it. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it's just it's it's. it's uh, I I told Brad I I dropped. Uh, well, I, I think it was a gift from a special someone. But yeah, Springsteen wasn't cheap because I wanted good seats for it. How many times are you going to see the boss? You know, so that right. that wasn't cheap. You know that that that. Right. But I don't know if there's a performer. That I'm dropping. Carrie Underwood's in Grand Forks tonight. I, I drop a little bit of money maybe to see Carrie. Puts on a great show, and then, but I, I don't know if I'm throwing 500 down on that. You know that I don't know. Yeah, it's really hard. I think it's almost more for yeah concerts or like you know Broadway plays or things like that. Like I don't know a game. I think it's just got to be in the moment, and then you you go okay. Do I do it or not? You know, I don't think you can have a pre because the emotion of it takes over. Like right now, it's so hard for us to fathom having a game seven of the Minnesota Twins World Series. Right, like to think about. Like, so I don't know. I don't know how I would react. Like, when does the price get too much, and what does what emotion takes over where you just have to be there? I don't know. Yeah, how much is that memory worth to you? How much is that that share of that game ball with the boy? You know, or the whatever. Uh, Gophers and Rutgers uh, this weekend. So you said you're at home, and time for a bounce back huh, for Minnesota Guardsy. Yeah, nobody's paying three grand for a ticket here. Probably not. Um, the, yeah. get in, the get in price is substantially lower this Saturday. Yeah, they've got to. Um, they've got to get some. They got to get a lot of stuff figured out. Uh, I wasn't. You know, the Penn State game is was what the Penn State game was. Like, you're, I, I didn't have huge expectations playing a redshirt quarterback on the road. I, I was disappointed that the defense, um, the defense has gotten leaky the last you know three or four weeks, and they gave up a bunch of explosive plays. That that worries me down the stretch. Because the theory I had was that the defense was going to be good enough to kind of keep work them through some of these offensive issues because they've got those too. They obviously don't know who's playing quarterback Saturday. They um, don't have a receiver that can catch the ball right now. Um, so this is one of those, you know, it's one of those tough ones where I mean they're double digit underdogs or, or I should say double digit favorites. They have to win to get some type of momentum going the other way, but they're not playing that well, you know. So and. And you know it's not going to be a, a great environment, given you know what you know the opponent, and given how you know, the the casual fan is kind of checked out down here on the team. So they're going to have to make their own weather, make their own energy, and come out and find a way to play well and and try to hope to salvage this thing. Because there are you know I mean they're going to be favored, and I would say at least four of their final games of their final five games. Um, the North uh, Nebraska next week might be. Might be a pick em depending on what happens. But um, there's opportunities to, to stack a few more wins and try to salvage this thing a little bit with the trophy games at the end. But they they got to start playing better, that's for sure. I caught you. Uh, I, I was this is uh, just because we're, we're you know we're, we're like BFFs. So like I was I was uh, it was the Minnesota Penn State game and, and then they go to half and the, the national the national television you know gets that cutaway of PJ Fleck. And of course, Garzy's there, yep. like, just like a pro. It's like he's covering a war in the Persian <laughs> Gulf. You know, he's over and he's got the mic there, and I'm it's like, like oh. Ar- it's like Arthur yeah, Kent. So I'm trying to grab my phone to take it. God forbid, I just hit record on the TV. So I'm trying to grab my phone. And I'm like, I just snap a photo of Garzy, and then then I send it to him, going, "Hey, looking good, buddy." You know, and then I, I shot it too late, and I just got a picture of like 
nothing. <laughs> like air. The whiteout? Yeah, the whiteout. Yeah, 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 that kind of thing. What an experience, though, Garzi. For those that haven't been, and, and you're right there in the thick of it, uh, despite the 45-17 loss, still an experience to do a game in that, that arena, right, that stadium? Yeah, second time I've been there, it was cool. And, and yeah, I always know when there must have been a network TV cutaway to PJ because my phone just starts buzzing relentlessly. I'm so sure, it, yeah. It was, you, were, you were front and center, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I, I I might not have even noticed that you texted me with the messages that I got. You know, on top of the usual uh, notifications I'll get during the game. But yeah, it was cool. You know, it's, um, I do think it might look better on TV than it feels on the field. If that makes sense, like mm. it's kind of hard to just take it all in on the field, and it's always so loud that you don't even like. I think you get used to the loudness almost. It, it was that was very strange for me. But yeah, it's the second time we've been there, and obviously. They uh they've got a good thing there. I mean, it's the RV parking lots and the tailgating. I mean, it's like you take the craziness of the of the West lot up there at the Fargo Dome, you know, which is legendary, right. and then multiply it by like I don't know a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I took a video from the back of the press box of just kind of the the field because you know you're in the middle of the mountains there, and so it's just like you know mountains kind of all around, but then it's just like every inch that they have there they somehow like chalk off for parking of some sort. And so the tailgating is just as far as the eye can see, basically panoramic from the RVs that are going to be here all weekend to the RVs that are just here tonight to just the guys driving in for the game today. Um, yeah, that was pretty impressive. And that started early. I mean, we do the TV pregame show about uh, nine o'clock in the morning. So, you know, 10 hours before the game, whatever it is, eight hours before the game. And people were already lining up, ready to go. Hundred and six thousand five seventy two she seats. Pretty crazy. How yeah. about that? And then and my guess is probably gonna be fairly loud this weekend too. Uh yes. I would say so. <laughs> With Ohio State. JG State in the in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll work. JG will appreciate this. Illinois State is uh, in town to play the bison on uh, Saturday. Starting quarterback Zach Anikstad. Yeah, and Former Brock girlfriend. on the team too, his brother. Yes, who correct. Was a, who was a wide receiver and uh, was the punt returner for a while. Uh, great kids, great parents, uh, awesome parents that I got to know over the years. They were both here for a long time. And you know, what's crazy about Zach is he was the, the starting quarterback. You know, his true freshman year, Tanner Morgan's red shirt, red shirt freshman year, started the first seven games, got hurt at Nebraska where the Gophers go next week. Actually had to go to the hospital at halftime. But Tanner came in. Um, they played the rest of the season, uh, won the axe. They were going to compete for the job the next year. Zach got hurt in fall camp. That was 2019. And the rest was history. I mean, after Tanner had that 2019 year, that it pretty much became his team. So glad for him and his brother that they can play together, which is awesome. That's easy for the parents, and um, that they uh, that he's getting an opportunity because he's just a really good, uh, really good teammate, really good young man. And, and Brock was the same. So I'm happy for both of those. Well guys. said. You brought that. We were talking about the ASA brand a little bit, and I said, and I dropped a Chris Strebler, and, and all of a sudden we've seen some some Gopher guys that have mm-hmm. filtered yeah. into uh, into Valley play. Uh, on that good stuff uh vikings uh a, a no-brainer or is this one where uh there's too much time off uh arizona certainly has proven they can stumble them but what's the pulse we'll finish with this is it shoulders back chest out for viking fans right now or is it that i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah it's a mix I, I filled in for dan yesterday and that's what i asked i said now that the vikings are back you know, and, and everything is like breaking well for them. Green Bay lost last week. The Niners, Tampa lost last week. Like their the odds of them winning the division are basically 90% at this point. I said, okay, are we ready? Are you, are we ready? 
be ready to dive in and invest and be ready to, be, to get hurt again. Right. Because you know, other than the 1991 World Series, which I just watched again today because it's the anniversary 31 years ago, like odds are it's not going to end well. And we've picked ourselves up and dusted ourselves off a lot as Minnesota sports fans. But are you ready to kind of invest and say, you know what, I, I like this team. I like that they're finding ways. I like that the rest of the NFC doesn't appear to be going crazy. Obviously, Philadelphia is, is undefeated right now. But after that, what scares you? Um, and I got a very mixed response. There, one guy texted me and said, after the last NFC Championship game, I vowed they would never hurt me again. He goes, I will never invest again, ever. Um, he goes, I watch with passing. He goes, I watch with, with passing glances and am somewhat surprised every week that they win, but I have no emotional investment. I said, wow. Okay. That's, that's, well, that, there you go. That, that, that was deep stuff right there. <laughs> that is that is it right there. Uh, uh, hey, baseline tennis center U of M. That's where that's where Katrina's uh, play. Uh, how many times mm-hmm. have you torn that court up? By the way, Guardsy. Yeah, they that just got built um, right when I was in college. They finally got a facility built there. So I play, I, I played a handful of times there. My sister's teams, all of them. You know, she coached my middle sister coaches Edina, oh, and they right. were in. You know, she's She's got some kids playing today. They got third yesterday. Um, so they've played there a lot. Uh, my other sister coaches St. Kate's University down here, St. Kate's College down here. So um, her team plays there a lot too, but it's nice. It's a, they don't have a men's team there anymore, though. It's all women's tennis now because they dropped the program. Oh my God. Uh, that's what I noticed yesterday is all the, the nice courts that were named after big benefactors of the men's program. Those banners are no longer there. They're gone. disappointing, but yep. I, uh, it's a, it's a nice facility. It's a good spot. And it looks like people were having a good time there for the double a, for the double a championships this week. Well, for your one sister's sake, uh, good luck to Sammy Hankinson, uh, today also in the yeah. season, of that bracket. Daughter of, does that name sound familiar to you as the, uh, daughter of one of the Hankinson brothers who played hockey at the U that's a Royal. Oh, uh, Ke- and Casey Ben, one of those Brad, right? Yeah. I'd like to tell you which Hankinson, but I, I, I get them all confused. Um, but the Casey's a great dude. So I'm hoping it's his daughter because he's an awesome guy. He's the one I got to know. I, I actually went out with his neighbor for a long time in high school. He's a little older than me. Right. I was more disappointed. I'd never see Casey again when I broke up with the girlfriend <laughs> than anything with the relationship. <laughs> Casey's such a good guy. <laughs> so I'm hoping that's his daughter because good things need to happen to good people. He's, and they're good people. It's a great story right there. Guards here is always something good with you, man. Uh, bumper to bumper today. Uh, are you, uh, Dan back? You hosted again? You going, so you're doing two Dan sh- is back. Oh, good. There you go. Dan's back, so load. That's why I'm folding laundry at you know almost one o'clock here at the house. About to go into the, into the studio. Um, we've got Sean Salisbury. I think we have Russo Radio, and we have uh, Doctor Dan's inbox today. So we should be in pretty good shape. Well, Thursdays uh, Thursdays are hot and bumper to bumper. Guardsy as always, buddy. Uh, have fun this weekend. Good luck to those Gophers, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Yep. Good to hear your guys' voice. See you. You got it, buddy. JG, the great JG on guard Thursdays on the Jack Michaels Show. Nick Oliver, speaking of hockey, head coach of Fargo Force, joins us coming up around the corner. We get some time today, some buys and bits as well. A busy Thursday right here on 740 The Fan. Yeah, that's right. That's why I paid $48 for that concert. Uh, <laughs> Jack Michaels Show, Brad Anderson. As we said, by the way, we're probably some of our buys and bites uh, heading into the weekend for tomorrow. 
Illinois State at the Fargo Dome Saturday afternoon. UND hosting Abilene Christian Saturday at the Alaris Center. I know the Dragons on the road at Northern State. Carver's taking on Augsburg mm-hmm. on the road. And hockey this week in Fargo Force. I know you had a chance to uh, to catch up with Nick Oliver. Yes, uh, the Force will be uh, back at home this weekend. You'll be able to hear both those games on 101.9 Jack FM tomorrow night, 7.05. Actually, about 7.10 face-off tomorrow night, 6.10 on Saturday. And, uh, Coach, a really great performance last week. Uh, just a uh, solid win up and down against Tri City, and I mean, well deserved break for the guys before you get back into the uh, rank of the routine of Friday and Saturday. Yeah, it was uh, obviously a nice way to go into an off weekend with a really solid effort at home last Thursday against Tri City. Um, and you know, for us, I think the break came at a good time. It's it's been a bit of a challenging schedule early to manage just with a lot of the single game weekends and, and some of the travel in there out to Pittsburgh, um, some of our other road trips. So, um, no, you know, it is a really good natural break in our schedule to, uh, allow some of our players to go home and see some family, see some friends, uh, handful of our guys took some, some of their college visits over the weekend as well, uh, from a recruiting standpoint. So it was just a really nice natural, uh, reset for us and a chance for everyone to kind of catch their breath uh, before we get going again this week. Yeah, I'm sure for, for some of the guys that were available to go home, you don't get a lot of opportunities probably between now and uh, probably uh, Christmas, I would guess. Yeah, and that was a bit of our thought process too is, is you know, and, and I give our guys a lot of credit. We've been we've been going at it, you know, pretty good since uh, September 1st, um, our start date, whether it's uh, practice, uh, skill sessions, training sessions, uh, and then on top of that, the travel and the games. So it was, a, like I said, really good opportunity for, for those guys to get home and uh, see some family. And I know it was pretty cool. A handful of our guys that live down in the uh, Twin Cities areas actually brought, you know, some of the guys that live a little bit farther away home with them, uh, you know, and a couple of guys were out uh, doing some duck hunting. And, and you know, so it's really cool for our guys to uh, spend some time away from, away from the rink and, and just be together a little bit. Go back to last, uh, last Thursday, and uh, you touched on it earlier, but uh, that was, a, I would say, a pretty complete win. Uh, you get you get a shorthanded goal. You get a shutout. Um, you know, your specialty teams get you a power play goal as well. And, I mean, just, uh, you know, it's it's granted it's very early in the season, but that was a pretty complete win over Tri-City. Yeah, and that's, you know what, that's two games in a row now where we felt um, pretty good about just the, you know, how complete our game has been. And that doesn't mean by any stretch that it's been perfect. Um, even last Thursday, there was uh, some stretches there in the second period when the game was one nothing. that um, momentum started to swing the other way a little bit. Um, but I give our guys a lot of credit. They're, um, you know, uh, really focused on um, playing playing the game the right way, playing together. Uh, like you said, you get good goaltending, you get really good team defense. Uh, power play gets one. Um, you know, we have seven kills. We go seven for seven. So uh, just a lot of different areas of our game um, really factored into that win. You look at the, uh, you kind of look at the stat sheets and the leaders in the USHL, and you're not going to see a lot of guys in your team in the overall points factor, but it's still just, you know, you. I know you've, you're probably going to tweak lines throughout the year. I mean, I think that's just a, just a natural thing, but it doesn't matter. It just seems like you're getting production from, you're never not you're never going to know from night to night, and I guess it's it's challenging, but it's exciting at the same time. It is, it is, and and you know what I think that speaks to kind of the strength of our team is you know that we feel really comfortable with our depth, and we feel really comfortable when 
a lot of different forward lines and D pairs and, and even goalies are, are on the ice. Um, so I know for a coach, it's, it's been nice not, uh, you know, not really having to focus as much on, on matching lines or, or, um, you know, not getting certain players caught out on the ice against other teams, top players. Like we haven't really had a lot of that. And I think that speaks to, um, like I said, our depth up front, our depth on the back end and a lot of different guys contributing in a lot of different ways. And I think you look at our, our team scoring, like it's, there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of disparity between our top scores and, and some of our bottom scores. I think everyone's found ways to contribute offensively. And, um, that's what you need, right? It's, it's hard to rely on just two or three guys to carry the mail for you in a, in a long season. You have to have secondary scoring. You have to have other guys stepping up and, and making plays when, when they present themselves. So, um, we've been fortunate so far and now our, our challenge is can we keep pushing our group forward and, and keep taking steps. Goaltending-wise, Anton Castro with the uh, shutout. Do you feel like you have, between him and, and Marinoff, is it 1-2 uh, and two or 1-A and 1-B? I mean, I, I, Anton's kind of gotten the majority of the minutes, but, uh, you know, you talked about last week you're going to have – you need two goalies over uh, over this span, but uh, uh, is, is there one have the edge over the other right now? You know, I, I think – I would say this. They both played really well, and when they've both been called upon through seven games um, – they both answered the bell and they both given us chances to win. You know, I know uh, Marinov's only played two of seven, but he's, he's two and oh, and um, Anton's done a really good job with his five starts. So um, a little bit of that is like I mentioned earlier, the schedule with a lot of single game weekends, mm-hmm. like that can probably be toughest on your goalies um, because there's only one game uh, and only one guy can get in the net and, and um, get the nod for that night. So, um, you know, we've just been going a little bit based on who's been playing well, um, who's been good in practice, and and that's not to say one's been better than the other, um, but a little. I'd say most of that's just been our schedule. You know, why it's been a little bit spread out that way. But uh, all in all, through seven games, I, I feel confident that we've gotten seven real strong outings from from whoever's been in there. Sioux City this weekend, you uh, got an overtime win uh, weekend before last, and uh, it's a team you're going to be very familiar with over the course of uh, the season between them and, uh, and Sioux Falls. I guess uh, your scouting report and your uh, impression on the uh, on the Muskies. Well, they are, you know what, obviously they won won the uh, Clark Cup last year, so naturally um, a bit of a reset for them in terms of their roster and their personnel. But it's a team that is well-coached. It's a team that uh, plays extremely hard. Um, I think the biggest strength of their game is their forechecking pressure and, and in-zone offensive pressure um, that they put on your net. Um, you know, I think they lead the league in, in second second opportunity scoring chances around the, the opponent's net. Um, so that tells you that they play really hard and they go to hard areas. And it's a team that's playing their best hockey of the year right now. Um, points in four straight, a, two wins in a row, um, swept last weekend, uh, Tri-City and Sioux Falls. So, um, they're going to be hungry, right? They're going to be a team that feels like they, they, they owe us one a little bit from, from a couple of weeks ago, but um, they're playing good hockey, and, and I would expect nothing nothing less um, from a Fargo Sioux City weekend set uh, in terms of both games being uh, probably highly physical, highly competitive, uh, probably a couple of really good games. Yeah, and it, just in the Western Conference, too, and I think we talked about the stress, you know, stressing a good start, and you've certainly done that, and uh, uh, just, uh, you know, I, I know they're going to be better. I know Sioux Falls is going to be better as well. And I mean, you're just kind of waiting for teams to kind of make their run over the course of the, uh, over the course of the season. 
Yeah, and, and it's such a – and this has kind of been the fun part for me coming back into the USHL from the college side, where in college you, you don't play many games, right? Or it doesn't feel like you do. Um, you know, whatever it is, 30, 35 games on a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but here it is. It is a marathon, and you have to um, – Get off to a good start, which we put ourselves in a good position that way. Uh, we haven't gotten behind, behind the eight ball in terms of uh, where we're sitting right now with our points. Um, but the biggest thing now is is which teams can continue to get better um, in the next month, right? And then from there, there until Christmas. Um, and it's really about can you keep developing your players? Can you keep developing um, how you want to play as a team, your identity that way? Um, because there is, it is such a long year that um, I think that it's not, you know, not necessarily how you start, but you, you got to find ways to keep getting better and keep pushing the bar higher. So um, Wes is always tough, and we're uh, we're going to be right in the thick of it with with playing some good teams coming up here. Nick Oliver, head coach of the Fargo Force, coach appreciated as always. Uh, we'll see you out there this weekend. Best of luck. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Part of the package this weekend on our property, sports properties. Uh, good to hear from Nick Oliver there, Brad. And, and uh, yeah, Sioux City, I, 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 we, we get so busy talking rivalries in our various leagues and conferences, but it, the Force would have a main rival with maybe Sioux Falls, I guess? Or well, you asked Sioux... the, the diehard Force contingent, and I would say Sioux City will come up, Sioux okay. Falls will come up, Omaha will come up a lot. Oh. There's been some... Uh... There've been some years. There's been kind of some bad blood with Omaha. So, uh, but I would say those are probably the uh, the top three. The uh, um, this weekend uh, we've got high school football. Certainly tomorrow night, Shanley and Minot. So that's that's a six versus three. Uh, Shanley's uh, number three in that. Brad, you got the call on that mm-hmm. one, and then uh, you turn around and, and and flip it over on Saturday for for Kindred and Central Cast. Now, good luck to all those Minnesota side. Yep. You know, there's yep. just going over, but those are the games that. We'll be broadcasting, and I think those are going to be two pretty good uh, football games. I certainly hope so. I think uh, Central Cast is healthy, and uh, they just uh, that's kind of been the, I, I don't want to say it's in their heads a little bit, but it probably is in their heads a little bit. Kindred's, uh, I think, won five or six in a row now against they're, them. They're shut the juggernaut, Shut them out right? two years in a row. So Yeah, my uh, Chris Coast joining us tomorrow. I mean, if there was a trivia question you want to ask your friends today, you know, what local, what local product Played for both teams involved in the World Series this uh-huh, year. That's right. He was an Astro. That would be your answer. Coaster joining us tomorrow. T. Dunn, of course, UND Hockey, Arizona State. Uh, the Hall of Fame game Saturday night. T. Dunn will join us tomorrow. We'll get our buys advice tomorrow, too, yep. and set the weekend. Stick around. Comment is next on The Fan.